this hotel staff keeps eyeing us like, I know. what are these guys doing? They're going to have to deal with it. They booted us out of the room. Yeah, we do. Welcome to Rated NA, the podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. This is episode number 335, I'm pretty sure. And this is your host, Matt. And this is Ash. And we're in the lobby of a hotel. Yeah. They wouldn't let us stay an extra few minutes to record. Yeah, they were really <laughs> against us having an extra hour. <laughs> they said, get out. It's time for you to go home. Yeah, so we found a quiet little lobby. Yeah. So you or may, you corner of the lobby. People checking in. There's probably a lot of people are going to look at us while we're doing people this. People are going to say, Everybody's why? favorite thing to do. Why are you recording in a lobby, you fools? And we're going to say, leave us alone. It's windy outside. Yeah. So it's Sunday. It uh, is. It's Sunday. It's about afternoon time. We played lots of games today. Sunday was, was super rad. I, I definitely had like the PAX vibes today because uh, we got there right as it opened on Sunday and it wasn't super crowded. Yeah, they didn't sell out today, so it was yeah. not as bad as uh, as yesterday or Friday. Yeah, Friday got to be quite the quite the mosh pit of uh, of shenanigans there, but today yeah. was manageable. Yeah, played a lot in a few hours. Yeah, which was great. Correct. And yesterday, very quickly, uh, we didn't go to PAX at all, but we went to Salem and ran around. Very true. Doing some cool witchy stuff, which was fun. We learned a lesson, which I'm going to pass on right now. If you would like to go to Salem, go after April 1st and yes. before whenever they decide winter starts. Yes. Because uh, nothing's open the, in March. The town is mostly shut down yeah. until April 1st. Like the shops were open and stuff, but none of the museums or anything that, that yeah. are fun witch things we didn't get to do. Yeah. So uh, that was fun, but it was it was good to get back to the con today. Yeah. So um, first thing I, I want to talk about is I played uh, Risk of Rain 2, which was announced during the Gearbox panel that Gearbox is helping publish Risk, Risk cool. of Rain 2. Risk of Rain 1 was a side-scrolling Metroidvania roguelike exploration game where you pick up all sorts of um, doodads and guns and stuff and try and progress through these, these uh, side-scrolly levels. Where yes. the sort of the the gimmick of the game is the longer you take to do things, the more challenging it gets. So as you're leveling up and as you're getting better gear and better weapons and things like that, uh, the enemies are also getting harder. So it gets progressively more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, Risk of Rain Two takes that formula to third person. Um, 3d so you have this 3d world that you explore you land in a pod there's different characters to unlock with different uh ability sets so i you start off with like a gunslinger type character who has two pistols and he can do like um, a rapid fire attack that stuns enemies he can fire like a like a wide blast that um that kind of does an area of effect type thing. He has a roll and a dash, so he's like sort of your jack of all trades. And there's, uh, I want to believe, in, even in the build now, in Risk of Rain 2, I think there's six playable characters with more on the way. Uh, it is four-player co-op, which is super cool. Yeah. And uh, as you as you kind of cruise through these levels and beat enemies and unlock stuff, you get more and more powerful. So, like, in my first playthrough, I think I kind of broke the game because I was effectively invincible. Oh. Um, all the stuff that I found was 
would like give me health boosts and regeneration. So if I stood still, I'd regenerate. And if I killed an enemy, I dropped health orbs. And then I had another thing that just like sped up my health. And so like I was just like my first playthrough lasted over an hour. So wow. I got, so I got very far in my first playthrough, and uh, did not die. I had to end up. I I couldn't. I couldn't uh, really die, so I ended up having to like suicide myself just so I could go get breakfast, uh, which was the other morning. So the reason I'm saying this is because uh, I ended up buying the game. It's available now on Steam, mm-hmm. early access. Uh, up until yesterday, I think it was a two-for-one. So uh, one, you buy one copy, you get one free. So I have an additional copy for you, Matt, uh, if, you want it, if we want to play. I think we should play. It's fun. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I actually really, really enjoyed this. Risk of Rain 2, uh, available now on Steam. It was on the show floor, and it's being published by Gearbox. And uh, super fun. It has a really cool cell-shaded style. Uh, you know, the, the gunplay is, is fun. And, uh, you know, being uh, that the levels are randomly generated, I think uh, it has a lot of replayability if you're cool. into that sort of thing. Very cool. I played a game by Finji Games called Overland. Okay. Did you play this one? I did not play Overland. Uh, It is a um, turn-based strategy game that is a survival game. Okay. uh, Where you, it's all procedurally generated. These are usually a lot of buzzwords that I would use to make fun of a game. (laughs) But uh, the art style was actually really cool, which is what drew me over there. And I started watching it. I was like, oh, it's turn-based. That's cool. And basically you start out as some rando character. And you meet other random characters that are all, everything's randomly generated. So you meet other random characters, including dogs. And you have a high chance of getting a dog, which I thought was very cool. Very cool. Uh, and Kinda basically like you were trying to get from the East Coast to the West Coast in like a post-apocalyptic land where, you know, you have to like steal a car, uh, meet up with friends, get food and get gasoline and like survive all the way to the other side of the country. Uh, and uh, I sat down and played. It was super cool. I had a really good time playing it. I died pretty quickly. I didn't last a super long time. I think I made it to like the equivalency of like Tennessee. So I didn't really break out of the East coast very much. Um, but, but I really dug the art style, really dug the gameplay. The turn-based part of it is pretty cool. Once you get a little bit into the land, these like, uh, whatever these creatures are that you're, you're trying to avoid show up and you can like run them over with the car. You don't really, you can pick up guns and stuff, I assume eventually, but there's not really like, it truly is just like, as if you and I, we're on the East coast oh, and decided geez. we needed to make it to Oregon. And we're like, well, let's, I love that. let's that figure it out and do it. You know, super and cool. whoever you meet along the way, they could be good. They could be bad. They might try to steal from you. You never know really like everything's just kind of random and, and it's just surviving. Um, the game right now is out in early release on itch IO and steam. Okay. And the cool thing, the other cool thing I really liked about it is they are releasing on everything. So Xbox, PlayStation, uh, you know, PC, Mac, Linux, uh, and iOS. They're going to come to the iPad. Oh, cool. I like that. And it's very playable on the iPad. I think ultimately would be would be super fun to do because there's not a lot of like, you know, you don't have to twin stick control it or anything. You're just kind yeah. of like XCOM wise, like moving your players around. Uh, if you do die, it's permadeath for that set of characters, but then you restart in a newly generated world. Um, and I thought that was super cool too. So for being procedurally generated, I think sometimes those things can be work against the game Mm -hmm. uh in this one it just felt like man this is an endlessly replayable survival survival title where you could just sit there and over and over again try to get from the east coast to the west coast and see what happens that's cool um reminds me a little bit of 80 days the replayability replayability of that where you're trying to you know all these weird things happen along the way yeah so really dug the art style art style was kind of similar to um 
Oh, it was that? It was an iOS game that came out a little while ago that everybody everybody played. Sort not sorcery. I don't remember. It, it has a very like polygonal art style, but not okay. not like eight bit or sixteen bit. Just like uh, God, there's a word for it, and I'm blanking on it. But it's it's got a very familiar like you know voxel kind of like pixel cool cool art style. Uh, but yeah, Overland by Finji Games on PC, Mac, and Linux right now, but will I think this year they said once they release like the actual version one, it'll be on everything. They're cool. launching across the board. Very so. cool. That sounds fun. I like that one. Um, I played a game called Inner Friend, which was in the I Indie like Mega. I looking movie. at that one, and it yeah. looked interesting because of the booth mainly, but yeah. I'm interested to hear about That's it. That's one of the reasons. Though. So the booth for Inner Friend was like this dark cubby that was uh, – it was a really smart idea because it's a horror survival game, uh, and it was in the Indie Mega booth, so you don't have a lot of space. They had, I think, four stations, and so they actually pulled like drapes up along the top of it and along the sides, and it was very oh, dark. That's cool. And you had to kind of like crawl inside this little cave yeah. to play it. There was which like I four thought, stations yeah, inside. Yeah, which I really liked. Um, Inner Friend, you play as this uh, this sort of like doll-looking human that I think is supposed to be like a representation of someone's dreams or imagination. So you're not completely formed. You're like in this like shimmering sort of um, like ethereal state, so to speak. And there's uh, different like dream dreamscapes you sort of enter into. The one I, I played was a beauty salon and it's very, it's supposed to be kind of very, um, I already said dreamlike, but it's this very sort of strange, like mysterious dark land that you entered not not unlike sort of like a silent hill but inside this uh beauty parlor there's all these different mirrors and the way that you that you interact and the way pointed at you oh yeah (laughs) the way that you interact uh, with the game is like as you as you interact with the mirrors your little weird character interacts with the mirrors um it changes the state of the, the room that you're in so either another mirror will light up and open up or a wall will move or uh, an enemy will activate or something. So as you're interacting with these mirrors, the mirror will shatter, and sometimes you can go through it into another realm, or sometimes the world itself will change, and you don't really know what's going to happen. Crazy. So you're going through these mirrors, jumping from mirror to mirror, um, and then finally I got to this part where you like you click on the mirror, and then like this weird creature is like, spawned at the end of the hallway. It looked like a, a giant like naked person with... like grapes like millions of grapes stuck to his face and he had a pair of shears okay yeah and he's running at me with these pair of shears and you're this this little like you know like ghost boy trying to run away from this naked uh scissor monster who's like oh you can just hear the scissors behind you like it's really like it was actually disconcerting and like i'm running from this and you're you're clicking on mirrors trying to get away sometimes you can jump through them to escape and sometimes he'll catch up to you and and kill you causing you to restart and figure out how to do it wow um it was actually like i i felt like the 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 run and hide uh mechanic of it was was super fun I feel like they probably, for the sake of the demo, they didn't make death have any sort of real impact because this guy killed me like 20 times and right. he would just sort of start back at the beginning and um, and go from there. But it, it was it was good. So it was called uh, Inner Friend. I want to say it's coming to... Uh, it's, I believe currently available on Steam Early Access coming to PS4 uh, and Xbox One in the future. If you're, you're into survival horror type stuff, um, I feel like there is... Uh, 
uh, a narrative in this that I didn't really get a gist of during the demo, but there was something going on at the end where I, I did complete the demo, ended up winning, and uh, you sort of see into the dreams of uh, what appears to be like a young kid. So it's like something happened to this young kid, and you're trying to sort of dig through his memories to find out what happened. At least that's the gist I got. So cool. In a friend. It was cool. Um, I stopped by a booth because it had three charming young men out front trying to haggle people in to play the demo. Uh-huh. And I thought, sure. And it was called Seed, uh, C-E-D-E. Had a really cool art style, and I wasn't really sure what it was about. But, hey, you know, if you've got a little charm in you and you, you can do a good demo, then I think people will play anything, you know? Uh, so I stopped by, I sat down, and basically it's a game. It's a top-down kind of platformer game, a la, like, Spyro or, or uh, Ratchet & Clank kind of style. And you are this, like, big goober dude who's trying to, like, plant grass across all this, like, corruption. And you're trying to grow plants in this corrupted land. And there's all these little corrupted dudes that will run after you. And you collect seeds and shoot them out to plant things. And then you you can upgrade your plants that you do plant from these little guys that are following you around. Um, all in all, while it sounds like there's a lot of mechanics because there was more to it, uh, it was actually pretty easy. Each plant that you plant and then upgrade will upgrade to like a different thing. So there was like plants that will attack, plants that will defend, and plants that will like generate uh, health for you. And uh, so you want to like guard all those plants and like get different ones grouped together, and you can move the plants around once they're there. It, it was pretty cool, uh, but it was a pretty simple mechanic. You know, a lot of like right trigger shooting seeds out, and then like B to like upgrade plants and X to fight the guys that were coming at you. Um, it's really, th- that this sounds thin. There's not a lot else there, but it was like super fun. I was yeah. really enjoying myself playing it. And sometimes I feel like those top-down shooty kind of like stick platformers are good, you know? Like yeah, it's just really fun, fun to just play. Yeah, I and agree. It, w- it was such a tight little demo too that there was like, took about 15 minutes, you know, to, to play this through this yeah, level. There's a reason why they, they have never gone away. Like, yeah. They've been around since, you know, Gauntlet and Pre-Gauntlet and it's like, oh, they're still fun. Yeah, and it was like a team of four younger dudes and they were uh, super cool and it was, it was just neat to see, like, they're like, oh yeah, we've been working on this for a couple of years. We're, we're at Steam Access right now, Early Access right now, I think is what they said, and they're aiming to be on switch and xbox as well a lot of switch i heard a lot of people ps is dropping out of that indie game market it feels like a little bit yeah, I, a lot switch of people is where it's at a lot of people a lot of people going to switch and then it seems like xbox and then everybody's on pc and everything mm-hmm. they're building for that mm-hmm. um but yeah the game was called seed c-e-d-e uh i think it's available on steam right now it was just a really fun enjoyable uh, top-down platformer so uh, i would i would heavily recommend i know cool. we said in the last one that we just don't talk about things that no, we, we don't, don't like yeah, yeah uh so if you hear us talking about it you know we instantly it's That's a right. recommend but you know yeah, yeah. go check out this game it we, was, we it was play cool. more games than we talk about yes <laughs> but, <laughs> we did we did today yeah um so i played dead cells rise of the giant which is the you new, did it i did it man uh for a couple reasons i was in line the line was relatively short today but uh for those of you who have not played dead cells fantastic a roguelike uh, metroidvania style game check it out it's like it's been out for a year now but it is it's literally on all on you're all. supposed to die you're supposed to die so you're, it's on all platforms check it out but rise of the giant dlc is going to be available for available for free for anyone who has played dead cells uh, on any of the platforms so if you have beaten dead oh, cells wow. 
Cells, this becomes available. I have not beaten Dead Cells. So you so have to beat it to get to you this. You have to beat it to get to okay. this new to get to this new DLC. Um, they did something really cool while I was in line. Uh, right as I got there, they're like, all right, everybody in line, if you can get to the boss and beat him in eight minutes, we're going to give you DLC codes for the game to give away or to just have an extra free copy of the game. So everyone's like, all right, it's on. Did you get like a powered up dude or no? Well, they start you with uh, a pretty powered up dude. So a dude that has like uh, basically gotten enough gear to beat the game. So like your, your, your guy is, you know, of high level and high caliber. So, um, I uh, played through the DLC. I got to the boss at seven minutes, which they were still like, wow. I felt pretty good about myself. I'm like, this is going to be like one of my proudest gaming moments. I'm like, <laughs> I did it. I got to the boss. Like the devs are standing behind me like, oh, is he going to do it? I got so fucking annihilated, man. <laughs> I got him down to maybe half of his health. Uh, never figured out his pattern. I was just like spamming all right. my abilities and just throwing crap at him and just jumping around getting annihilated as I often do. And I panic in that game a lot. I do too. Yeah. I panic and don't roll and just yeah, like... I'm really not good at it. Yeah. I, I, and I, I have fun playing it, but I'm not good oh, at it. Oh, so much fun. So there's all new enemy types. Um, there's all new gear to unlock. They said there's a variety of different costumes you can get now, which have different effects, which I thought was really cool. Some of the new... Um, abilities that you can get like you know where you normally put your bombs in the bumper buttons are pets that have different things that you can do so you can call in pets yeah which is really cool i i didn't get any of them but they said there's like an owl that does some sort of attack and other different creatures and things that you can call down to help you so it just seems like more great dead cells the boss the boss fight was fantastic he was like a giant 300 foot skeleton monster so I was yeah. fighting this giant skeleton monster who was trying to smash me and oh, successfully cool. smash me. Uh, so Dead Cells Rise of the Giant DLC. If you are good at Dead Cells, I say definitely pick it up. It's free. So Very cool. get it. Uh, I went by the Polish gaming booth that Scott usually goes by. Yes. Um, they usually have some interesting stuff there and just happened there was one game open, just kind of randomly walked up to it. It's called Liberated. Uh, it is an interactive comic book. Um oh. And part of what drew me in, the art on this thing is, like, astonishingly good. The art is very, 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 very good. Uh, It is an early, early version of the game. They were like, we announced the game today. And I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we just kind of, we brought it out. We got a build working, so we announced it, put it on the floor. Um, It is about this sort of, like, future, you know, we joked off the mic earlier that a lot of these Polish games are kind of dark. Yeah, they are. Very dark. (laughs) Uh, And this one's no exception. It's about this future, like, dystopic America where uh, people are, like, the government's basically watching all of your social media and everything and judges you as a person, and that's how you get, like, healthcare and all this other stuff. Oh, wow. Based off of what kind of person you are in the world, and they watch you through all the cameras that are everywhere and stuff, and... And, uh, you know, sort of a uh, uh, Fahrenheit uh, 451 or whatever kind of story. Uh, And um, they, in this interactive comic, at first you're just kind of reading and watching the art. It didn't have audio yet, but they were like, we didn't like the audio in the build, so we just are doing it without the audio. And I was like, that's fine. It's not going to be voiced, I don't think, but I could see it being even better with, like, atmospheric audio. Uh, which would be really great. And then it kind of like, it'll like, it moves through. If you've ever read a comic book on, if you've ever read a comic book on uh, like Kindle or on your iPad or anything, you Mm -hmm. know, it moves through the frames 
it does that it kind of zooms in on the frames and moves through these comic book frames and then every once in a while it'll like pull in it was really smooth it'll like pull that. into this like frame and you start like running down the path and you know as the further you get into the story you get more like you've got a gun and you can jump and run and interact with different things and hide so it's, it's kind of a stealthy hiding game uh the other cool thing about it is it's got branching narrative so as you talk to different characters you'll get optional choices to say things and based on what you say it'll take you down a different path in the story which i thought was really cool and and kind of unique to this um another interesting thing i thought i was talking to the developer they built this engine from scratch and she said so they've been really working on the game for about a year and a half most of it's been on the engine okay and they're like you know if this game does pretty well or if people like it and receive it well we can then start doing more of these interactive comic books in kind of any story setting and we've already got the framework to build them out which i thought was really cool because uh, it did play it played really well um so this one is you follow this one character who's on the liberation side uh, of of this fight between this dystopic government and these people and they said actually once you play through as that character it flips it and then you play as the government on the other side oh, wow. trying to like watch over all these people and make sure everybody's happy and healthy and stuff it's cool and they're like we we tried to walk a line where you can feel like either side is the right one mm, so that there's a lot of gray area i could see it working it, it played really well and stuff and there's moments that you do things like you'll shoot a cop as the guy and like you're like was I supposed to shoot that guy? And she was like, well, yeah, that's where you are in the story, but like, you're not supposed to know whether it was right or wrong yet. And mm. I was like, okay. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on. It was, it was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, check it out. These Polish games tend to be pretty well done at the end of the day. Uh, Scott always enjoys them. So that's why I walked by, but uh, I mean, just being honest, he always goes by and finds a game yeah. he likes over there. So yeah, it's usually his thing. Yeah. This one's called liberated. Uh, it's on PC right now. And I think they were planning to go to Xbox as well cool um i played that actually does sound really cool i want to check it out yeah i played a game called phantom brigade did i you, walked by that a million that? times and yeah. the line was always kind of big i didn't wait uh they were super nice they actually snuck me in because uh, i ended cool. up i ended up sparking a conversation with one of the devs just about mech games and we ended up uh both loving this old uh playstation game called ring of red oh was, i loved ring of red. ring of red was, ring so, of red was good. so good it was so good so we talked about Ring of Red for a minute, and then he, yeah. he saw my badge. He's like, do you want to play? I was like, yeah. And so he snuck me in. I was like, yes. Um, but uh, Phantom Brigade what is, uh, is sort of – it's really hard to describe. Like, the key mechanic of this is it's a turn-based strategy game. Very, very, very pretty. Uh, really, really well done. There's like a, a really cool physics. Like when buildings fall and stuff, it looks great. And when the mechs take damage, it looks great. And there's That's a ragdoll cool. effect with the mechs and everything that looks fantastic. But um, the, the, I think the key hook to the mechanic is that your mechs and your units gain the ability to see five seconds in the future. Yeah. So what this enables you to do is you can see where the enemies are going to attack within this five-second time jump. And then plan all your units accordingly. So okay. you'll be able to kind of scrub the timeline, almost like you're like working on like an Avid or like in you know an After Effects or something, and yeah. scrub the time or you know Audacity or whatever. Scrub the timeline, see where the enemy units are going to go, and then move all your units to react to the attacks and movements of your enemies. So you're always like one step ahead of them. Okay. And so you plan out everything you're going to do based on this five second window. Um, you have a, a certain number of attacks and movements you can do with with your mechs, and then you hit execute and you watch everything like play out in real time. <laughs> so your cool. mechs are like strafing around, shooting and um, and you know kind of dodging behind buildings and stuff in real so time. So sort of like um, 
what was the uh, Bastion creators game where you could kind of like oh, go transistor? back and then, yeah transistor where you could line up attacks and then, yeah yeah, yeah. Very, very similar to that um, so it was very early they said they're going to be bringing it to West to an updated build to West but it, it felt really cool like I got completely annihilated and I feel like the guys felt bad but like it's strategy games like this are hard to show off on a show floor we yeah. have very little time to like really strategy games mechanics. I think are the, one of the harder yeah, games to show like off how, do you, how the hell do you show off like all these systems and everything Yeah. Uh, so I did a brief tutorial and then I got faced like I had two mechs under my control um, it was really cool there was like all, all the characters were voiced already so there was like a little narrative going on oh, cool. the mechs were like bantering back and forth um, it looked really great and then combat started and there's like all these tanks and, and army units coming at my base and I was in the city. So like within five seconds, one of my mechs got his weapon blown off. So I was like weaponless and he's like, well, you can use your shield and just kind of back up and tank for the other one. Yeah. So I'm like backing up, backing up and all these vehicles are shooting at my mech and he's just taking all this fire. And my other mech, I tried to like kind of flank them along the side because you can see what they're doing five seconds in the future. And then all of a sudden I was just like surrounded by units <laughs> and died very, very quickly. That's funny. Um, but it was really good. Uh, Phantom Brigade. Um, I think it's uh, it's not. They said it's not going to really be ready until 2020. They're going to do like an early access thing, uh, bring it around to shows, improve upon it. The team was only five people. Wow. Uh, but it feels like a game that's seriously being it made. Looked by like pretty polished yeah. just from seeing it. Like yeah. I didn't. I didn't. You can sometimes see if a game's going to be polished or not. And yeah. like that one looked pretty good. Yeah. It looked. It, it, it played really well i think there's a lot of uh, a lot of room for this game to be like seriously great um they said they they really were inspired by a lot of the great mech games they wanted the, the mechs to feel fast and 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 deadly which i feel like they've already sort of yeah. pulled off so uh that was called phantom brigade if you're into turn-based strategy mech games sort of like a, a little anime feel to it i would and say I check it out cool yeah a note on those strategy games it's often the hardest like we said often the hardest game to demo on the floor but it's also very commonly a game where people just put them out and then the dev will just stand there and not talk you through it and mm -hmm. there'll be like systems upon systems and you're like i don't know what i'm doing man yeah, like yeah. you're gonna need to walk me through this a little bit yeah these guys were great with that that's so cool they, they were they were ready uh the last thing i'm going to talk about that i checked out is a game called dead end job which is a another top-down platformer this <laughs> time on a theme uh which uh it was kind of like uh again like a like a ratchet and clank meets like ghostbusters meets like okay ren and stimpy like the art is very ren and stimpy-esque and the sense of humor is there like that kind of like 90s wacko nickelodeon cartoon style um but you play as this uh dude who goes through uh, different levels sort of uh, old school Zelda style where it, like you know you move through rooms and you're just you're in a block and you try to clear the room of ghosts okay. and you have like a thing that'll like deplete their lives and, and then a vacuum that'll suck them in and what you're doing is trying to uh, earn money for your job so that you can get promoted uh, through the different <laughs> different like jobs like you start out as an intern and then you become like a, <laughs> a lower level ghost catcher and then you like you're moving up and you get different bonuses and, nice. and abilities as you as you level through the game uh it was super fun super well polished like it's not out yet and i'm kind of surprised because it feels it felt like a game they could absolutely put out i didn't hit a single bug while i was playing nah, that's cool and those games with like walls and stuff are usually pretty easy to bug out if you try hard enough mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, it was super fun. I had a, I had a good time demoed for like 15, 20 minutes. It's another one of those like every once in a while, man, those top down platformy shooter games are just they're just fun to play. So it's like it's yeah. kind of you throw a good you throw a good thing around it. And this one had a really good feel, which was being this ghost collector that was trying to like earn his way up his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just an enjoyable game. So dead end job out on Steam, I think early release right now, and then coming to all the platforms soon so cool worth worth checking out if you want another top-down platformer there's a lot of, there's a lot of good ones out there it's, yeah it's a, it's a popular genre um my last one is a game that was also in the indie mega booth called a which is being made by a team of two gentlemen Jeez. with a, a lot of a lot of uh past industry experience from ea to um the bioshock team what was so the title again it's called a okay uh, and this is a, a uh, space-themed Metrovania um, uh, exploration game where you're kind of leveling up and exploring and cool. trying to see. Uh, I think you're, the whole gist of the game is you're looking, you're kind of in this spaceship and you're looking for the, the person that was in the spaceship with you. So you go on an adventure out into this alien wasteland to find them. Um, the mechanics are pretty cool. There's a, a jetpack, a double jump, um, various weapons you can equip, and... Um, you use the the twin sticks to kind of aim your weapon in in all you know 360 degrees, so you can aim in all directions as you're running and shooting. Cool, which is super fun. Um, there's also a shield mechanic, which brings up a shield for you to block stuff. So already, like within the first 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of depth to the combat in this yeah. game. I could switch between even in the beginning. I found um, a shotgun and uh, like a rapid fire pistol, and I was able to switch between the two. The shotgun had like a knockback, so I could knock back an enemy and then shoot them with my pistol. Cool. Um, there was like beam weapons that some of the enemies had, and you can bust out your shield, and it would absorb a certain amount of damage. So you could like walk into beams to like block them to progress into different areas, which I thought was cool. That's cool. There was like a swimming section where I was like moving really slowly, then I was able to use my jetpack to kind of propel myself through the water. Uh, visually the game is really super gorgeous i'm like how the heck did two people make this game yeah looks really cool like if you're into side scrolly metroidvania style stuff i felt like this was really really well done really sharp i'm curious to see the variety of weapons and items and things that you get along the way because i feel like that's really what makes these games fun at least for me i like getting like the weird ass thing like oh my god like yeah you know for me like what always stood out for me as a kid was like when i got in Metroid, when I turned into the ball and I got the bombs, I was always like, this is fucking amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, because, like, all of a sudden I'm a ball that can, like, jump and bounce and I can <laughs> yeah. blow stuff up and get into these small areas. Like, that was always, like, the mechanic that really stood out for me because it changed everything about the game and where I could go and really what I could accomplish. And you could right. do those bomb jumps, right? And that's, you know, and I feel like when these Metroidvania games... Um, introduce those mechanics that are just just like wildly awesome that let your character do things that they could not do before. Yeah, that's what really makes them stand out. And already with the addition of the jetpack and stuff, I feel like this is uh, is in a good, is in a good place. Cool. Um, I don't know any sort of release window for this quite yet, but the game is called a new. Definitely keep your eyes out on it. Like A N E W. A N E W. Yeah. Cool. This hotel staff keeps eyeing us like, I know. what are these guys doing? Are they They're going to have to deal with it. They booted us out of the room. Yeah, we're doing like a, this is just illegal. We have like a window to the lobby. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's like, are you talking about our hotel? Possibly. You'll yeah. never know. You'll never know. Let's, let's You'll never know. Not, I won't even say the name of the hotel unless they pay us. That's right. Sponsors this this week. No, they're not. They I'll didn't just say live that blank life. There you go. 
Um, so that was <laughs> it, man. We it was a it was a fun trip. We yeah. We we came. We saw we conquered. We'll probably be out at PAX West, like we said, and definitely San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. So we'll be doing more stuff in the future from these shows. Uh, thank you guys for listening to uh, Rated NA. This is episode three hundred and thirty-five. I think. think. Uh, you can follow us on social media. That's at Nerd Appropriate and Facebook slash Nerd Appropriate. And uh, please come say hi, and we will see you at the next show. Hell yeah! Bye. Yeah. Recording. Cool. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, hey. All right.